Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am very, very excited. It is a Saturday um, episode. I know we normally don't uh, do shows on the weekend, but we, we had to make an exception. In this case, I had a very bad um, bid. I, I got a, kind of sick the other day, and we had to move to the show. Um, but I'm feeling much better now, much better now. I really want to apologize again for any inconvenience to our normal uh, listeners. Um, just could not be helped. Uh, but always well. And, hey, every time anybody gets sick these days, you always have to preface it. No, I do not have COVID. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> or any of the, the variants so far of it. Jeez. Um, now, just a little bit of a, like a flu bug or something. But, um I'm fine now. I'm all better. My uh, my lovely wife has all kinds of uh, potions and, and tinctures. And you guys, honestly, I don't even know what I'm taking. I could turn into the Incredible Hulk one of these days, and it's probably some concoction that she feeds me every morning. Um, I'm eating so many Chinese herbs and everything, but you know what? I, I can't complain. <laughs> They're doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. Part of being married. Anyhow. I'm super excited. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about a, uh, a film that's coming out next month, here in a couple of weeks, actually, uh, called Demigod, and it was um, directed, written, and, I, and one of the songs was co-composed by him, and I'm sure he did about a million, billion different other things in this movie. Um, without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome a returning guest, Mr. Miles Doliak. And the button's not working. There it is. Miles, how are you? I'm well, Jamie. How are you? It's good to be back. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I am so glad. You were one of my favorite people. We met through the show, you know, because you make all these awesome movies and everything. And uh, I became kind of Facebook friends and whatnot. And you were just one of my favorite people, Miles. I got to tell you, very inspiring and um, just cool, man. Very, very cool. Legit. Uh, Jamie, I appreciate that. And by the way, you are one of my favorite Facebook posters. In addition to being one of my favorite uh, people, your Facebook your Facebook well, posts are just awesome. Whether it's some well, kind of wonderful uh, first wave music video from the '80s or, or some <laughs> in, in, inspiring, insightful quote, uh, <laughs> a bit of movie history, you just you pick up all the boxes, my friend. You always got well, interesting. And and you know the way. I, Facebook life is going nowadays. It's so refreshing to see some somebody not posting divisive, bile-ridden garbage on that platform. You are probably like me. There are so many times that I will go to post something on social media because I get hot about stuff. I mean, I don't think it's a big secret, but, you know, especially when it's just something crazy somebody's posting or whatever, I, I – my wife tells me, she's like, don't let it get under your skin. And sometimes, I try not to, but sometimes I do. And so I'll go to post some just, you know, snarky 
remark or post or something. And then I'm just delete, delete, backspace, 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 you know, because you can't, there's no point in it. You know, it's just, you can only kick water uphill so, so long, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're, you're so right, but it is so tempting. You're right. I mean, you get you, – you feel, you feel the blood pressure rising a little bit. You feel yourself getting irritated. Oh, yeah. Talk about becoming the Incredible Hulk. And you're like, I've got to respond. I've got to say something. But you you're not my gonna... father – my father was a – I mean, he was an asshole. He was just a jerk there for a while. And then as he got a little older – once he hit 60, he mellowed out. I don't know what happened. He just chilled out. Like, people would cut him off in traffic. And I'm like, yeah, that guy just cut you off. And he's like, yeah, but it's a nice car, you know. He's just showing it off. And I it, I long for that time to happen <laughs> in my life yeah. where I just don't care, you know. Um yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I so think you just have to you have to remember it's not about you. You know, it's their it's right. their own shit and um and you're not gonna convert somebody on Facebook. It's just not gonna happen. So no, it's a waste of your no. time and precious energy. It's not gonna happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's you know, and the thing is is it's you just have to you have to remember that, you know. I have it a little posted on my you know, don't sweat the small stuff right here on my yeah. my table, my desk. Um, just to remind me, just to remind me. No, but I wanted to say, um, I was, I have been following your, uh, journey with this film over the past, what, six, seven months. It was through the uh-huh. winter and spring. Yeah. I mean, there was snow. I remember seeing lots of pictures with you where you could see your breath coming through the 14 <laughs> scarves you had on your face. Um, right. And I'm like, where is he at? Like the Arctic Circle? And I look, no, it's Mississippi. <laughs> I didn't know Mississippi got that bad in the winter. <laughs> well, I didn't either, Jamie. I didn't either. <laughs> um, it was a particularly cold uh, Mississippi December. Uh, we had some temps mm. get down into the 20s, um, but it, but you know, wow. even in the even in the low mid 30s, when you're outside, and I mean, it's oh yeah, it's it got very very cold. Um, and we had some rain we had to deal with, and and all of that stuff would be hard enough on an independent film set with the budgetary limitations that you're faced with. But then there was, of course, COVID. Uh, and, of course, so we're doing all of our, our COVID testing three or four times a week and sanitation protocols. Mm. We, had a, we had an actor fly in and immediately test positive for COVID. We had to recast in the middle of the show. It was, oh, um, it was, it was harrowing. I mean, it, I've, I've said a couple times that it was probably – the hardest thing I've had to do um, in the creative realm, for sure, um, and and you know maybe in the top five of any realm. <laughs> oh um, man! Well, you were working with that that crazy producer, right? I mean, several of them, but the one that comes to mind, Lindsay Williams. Oh my God, she was probably <laughs> freaking out, huh? Teasing everybody. Um, for those who don't know, Lindsay's miles is better half, um, and she's yeah. cool. Not yeah. crazy at all. Um, Not much. It was a it was a total team effort. Uh, it was the same uh, team of producers that that worked on our last one, the dinner party. Um, Lindsay, Wesley O'Mary, and Jim Boolean, and um, designed our our wardrobe as well. And she had her hands full on wow. this one. Um, 
designing the, the sort of wonderful druidic robes and, and, and medieval cuirasses that, that Ternunos and, and Grimoire wore. And, um, uh, so it was, uh, it, was a, it was a big show for Lindsay. I mean, she always brings her A game, and she's so incredibly creative and just one of the most talented people I've ever been around. Um, and oh, also yeah. one of the most impassioned. And we had a lot of, we had a lot of passionate people on this show, including myself, including Lindsay, including our VP Nathan Tape. And, um, and it got, it, it, stress levels were high, let me tell you. Um, with the, with, like I said, with the budget <laughs> limitations that, that we were dealing with, with the weather that we were dealing with, with the COVID, um, it, it really is remarkable. And it's a, it's a testament really to the resilience uh, and the wherewithal and the improvisational skills of this team of folks uh, that we were able to bring this thing home. And, and here it is releasing, you know, less than a year after we wrapped principal photography on it uh, uh, at the hands of Gavitox Ventures here on October 15th. So kudos to the whole wow. team. That's, am- that's amazing. That's amazing. And a couple thoughts, folks. If you have not seen The Dinner Party yet, I don't know what rock you've been living under. The movie Kicks Kale. That is an awesome film. Um, I'm sure that is out all over the place. You can stream it, I'm sure, of it. Um, or you can, you know, you can yeah, it's go all, to YouTube. It, it's or, uh, all over the place. Whatever. Uh, uh, watch, yeah, it on, yeah. watch it on watch it on, Tubi. Watch it on IMDb TV. Both those platforms are very kind of independent filmmakers. Oh, cool. It's, basi- it's basically everywhere you, you, you might imagine it. Um, Amazon and iTunes and Google Play and Fandango Now and all the usual suspects. Well, that's awesome. That is so cool. That's a great film. That is a great film. And then a year later, hey, you know, the other thought I had, just, you know, we all are watching TV now. Understand, like Miles, man, everybody's back to work in the middle of this COVID thing, you know, and uh, I think people ran out of content, you know, I mean, it just had, business had to start again. It had to, you know, um, once you've watched everything on Netflix, you need more stuff. Um, and these people are out here in the middle of this stuff, making this stuff, so we have something to do. <laughs> so, we, so we have something to occupy us. And, um, you know, hats goes off. It is, uh, it, it, it is so cool. It is so cool. And here you are. You're making a new one. And, dear my God, you got Rachel Nichols in it. For those who don't know, she's, you know, she's in a bunch of stuff. My personal favorite, I loved her. There was a show um, called Continuum. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I watched every episode of that show. Loved her in it. Um, fantastic. And you got her for your movie, Miles. How cool is this? Yeah, I was uh, really gratified to be able to get Rachel on this show. I've been a fan of Rachel for for some time now. Um, and, of course, yeah, I watched her on Continuum and Criminal Minds and in G.I. Joe and... Um, the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek, uh, where she's an alien that has sex with Chris Vine. Um, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, we reached out, um, and she really liked the script. I was also really pleased that, you know, this was her first, uh, project during the pandemic. Um, Ah. and she, and Rachel is, is someone like, like a lot of us are, who is very safety conscious, very health conscious, and was, you know, taking this thing very seriously oh, yeah. as, as we were. Um, 
and yet she felt confident in, you know, putting putting herself in our hands for this project and coming out and playing our lead and um, it, it, knowing that we were dealing with an independent film budget. Um, and she was just absolutely wonderful. Um, it, it's, a, it's a lovely, arresting performance. Uh, and I hope, it's certainly all the Rachel Nichols fans out there, and if you don't know Rachel, this is a perfect opportunity to get to know her uh, because she's mm. absolutely fantastic in this film. She's also a wonderful yeah, human being, and, and and we've kept in we've kept in touch, and 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 already trying to you know find a, an opportunity to work together again. Um, so we were very fortunate to get Rachel and and all of this cast. Johan Smiles, who was my second film working with Johan. Jeremy London's back on this one uh, in a bit larger role than the cameo he had in the dinner party. Um, nice. Elena Sanchez working with her for the first time. Who's who's not only a wonderful actor but also an incredible stunt woman, um, and those skills are on full display in the finale of uh, Demigod. So I hope people will uh, check out her work. Elena also uh, is uh, I think she's trilingual actually, but one of her languages is German. So in addition to inhabiting the role of Latara beautifully, she also did some 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 German language and dialect coaching for us on set. She was just a real MVP and. Uh, Rachel Ryle nice. played Amalia. It, it's just just a wonderful, wonderful casting of, of folks who all came out and brought their A game to deliver this film. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member... You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit MakingCancerHistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show 
bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a nonprofit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please, visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks here the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Oh, it's fantastic. Now, for those who don't know, in addition to making just kick-ass films, um, I love all of Miles' work, uh, and and not only does he make movies, he's been in a million things as well, professional actor, and uh, in addition to all this other, um, Miles, you encompass. I had a I had a young lady on the show a couple episodes ago, and uh, she was a musician. It was a music show, and we were talking. She's young. She's like seventeen, and she's um, performed with like a hundred and forty different bands as a. Uh, a hire, you know, when they're on tour and they need somebody, a, a drummer or something, you know what I mean? They hire her. And I, I asked her, I said, no, what do you think, you know, are you just super lucky? Or she goes, well, a couple things. I'm punctual and I learned early on to be a good hang <laughs> in general. <laughs> Fun to have around <laughs> on the project. And I, I almost wept. I'm like a 17 year old who's figured this out. <laughs> I know people 50 yeah. years old that haven't figured this out. Um, one of the things you embodied that, you were always a good hang, and it doesn't surprise you when you get these great people involved in your projects because you're cool. And it seems, now I haven't been on one of your sets. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like you're very professional, very serious, but also probably you guys have a lot of fun even under all these crazy circumstances. I think I have a great relationship with, with my actors and my actors trust me because they know I love actors. They know I'm, I'm looking mm. out for their best interests. Uh, they know I'm going to shoot straight with them. Uh, they know I'm going to tell them what I can and can't do, what I'm, what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. And, um, and we just have this open dialogue. Um, and, you know, I am somebody who has many and variegated interests and can – wax philosophical on a number of topics, you know, 
the NFL or Greco-Roman philosophy. I mean, you know, so and right. a lot of folks in our a lot of folks in our industry, uh, you know, they're well read. They 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 have big expansive minds and they uh, they love to go down the the rabbit hole, you know. And I'm happy to go down the rabbit hole with them. So, um, but at That's the end awesome. of the day, I think I think. Yes, as Tarantino wrote in Pulp Fiction, personality goes a long way. Um, being punctual, too, being responsive, and I really pride myself on being somebody who I answer people's questions as, in as timely a manner as I possibly can. I make myself available. Um, and there's, there's, you know, I'm just one of those directors that's like, hey, I'm hiring Rachel Nichols because I want the essence of Rachel Nichols. And that means Rachel Nichols might have a better idea on set for a line or a piece of blocking mm-hmm. or whatever than I do. And so I let Rachel bring that or whoever it is, whether it's Bill Sadler or Will Forsythe or Jeremy London or whoever it might be that's worked on one of my films. So I think actors sense that. Um, actors just they, – they want you to give them the freedom to play. They want to know they're going to be taken care of on your set, and I I give actors those two things in particular, which I think are supremely important to them because they are to me. That's how I know they are to me. That's fantastic. What, what a cool what a cool way to work. You know, it's just amazing. Now in this film, dear my God, uh, we go uh, takes place in Germany's Black Forest. I don't want to give anything away. This is another really good movie, everybody. You guys are going to dig this one. I certainly did. My my wife, Danny, also did as well. We watched it together. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Where's my... Uh, did you, Jamie, uh, did you get the version with the subtitle? I'm in my throat there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry? <laughs> did you get the version with the subtitles? There was well, The early screener was sent out without the subtitles. I'm doing an interview with somebody, and they're like, well, that was such a bold, creative choice not to subtitle any of the German. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, I think we – I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we, we, we followed <laughs> along just fine. But what I, what I wanted to bring up is um, – now, I'm going to say the name wrong. You you told me the correct pronunciation of it uh, off mic before we came on. Um, but this kind of – it goes into um, a, a, a Celtic um, – uh, demigod, uh, a Celtic mm-hmm. figure, um, and you have a. No, I'm curious because I know you have a background. You have a PhD in ancient history. You know this stuff. Matter of fact, when I do my little morning blog post and I'll put, oh, today was the you know blah 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 festival in Greece. I always stop yeah. and Wikipedia that just because I know that Miles might be seeing that and I want my yeah. facts straight. You know. Um, yeah. Don't get the date of the Lupercalia wrong, Jamie. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, you know, and it's true. It's true. These, these are my mornings, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, but I – so you were familiar with um, – I'm going to try to pronounce his name again. Uh, Sununus or Sununos, right? I'm probably saying that. Carnunos, yeah. Carnunos. Yeah. So Carnunos so is, is – is, Primarily, uh, fashion is a Celtic deity. The, 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 the Gauls, the Germans, and the Celts. There's a lot of overlap in their religion and mm. ritual and, and, and mythology, uh, rising up in late antiquity and through the Middle Ages. And, and so, um, 
we we like the idea of betting this in Germany for a couple reasons. Uh, for, first of all, Germany is replete with these wild hunt narratives, and mm-hmm. which is kind of what we're dealing with here. We're combining the mythology, the Carninos mythology, with a bit of the wild hunt mythology, and this idea of these uh, these witches that 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 sort of hold the keys to this ritual each year that commonly that you know in, in some of the darker version they're it's, they're eating babies and all kinds of stuff but i mean it's um mm. but a lot but a lot of this is a lot of these are uh vegetation and fertility kind of type type rituals and Cornunos, of course is a vegetation right. deity nature deity so he's very old the the oldest gods and goddesses are always vegetation deities because at the end of the day if you can't make stuff come out of the earth that you can eat, you're probably going to die. So, right. you know, thinking about like Dionysus and Demeter and all these all these kinds of vegetation deities. So yes, he's the he's the master of beasts and wild places, Carnunos, and and most of the time he's seen as a, a a bit more of a benevolent deity than he's portrayed in our movie. Um, but. I wanted to I wanted to play with this idea this idea of Carnunos having this uh, uh, maybe maybe slightly sinister edge to him. Of course, I, I think also if you look at the thing in sort of broader terms, I, I wanted the audience to ask, well, what are the what are these the witches and Carnunos actually up to here? What is their end game? What is this ritual about? What 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 is you know? What is it that they truly care about here? And a lot of it is, you know, boils down to the natural world and men, men's incessant need to destroy it, uh, either right. on purpose or by accident. Um, so, um, you know, we're 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 pulling we're pulling Chernudos, uh, 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 over to not the dark side exactly, but but. An incarnation of of Cronus that is that is a, a bit less benevolent than than what has been typical in the mythology, um, but at the same time these ancient these these ancient uh, pagan deities uh, they all of them have an edge to them, you know all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't propitiate them, if you cross them, they will kill you. They will smite you down, and they will smite down your family and you know, turn you into a tree or a vine or some horrible thing. Um, that's just how they roll. I mean, they're, they're old school, you know, vegetation deities. And it's, a, it's you know, it's, the world is a cruel place, right? Um, it's survival of the fittest. So um, Absolutely. We, really, we really had a great time uh, playing with this mythology. And uh, we realized it's not... This might not be your grandfather's Cernunos, but we hope you'll forgive us that as we uh, we broaden the horizons of the mythology just a hair, and and, and hopefully, and, and and to ask some important questions and and to entertain audiences at the same time. Well, you know, and you, you, it's so true. It is so true. My my wife the other day it was so funny. We were outside, and I'm putting together a a butterfly garden for her as part of the yard. She requested this. And uh, so I'm trying to make it happen. And she's, she's like, I just love butterflies. They're so beautiful. And I'm like, have you ever looked at one in the face up close? I'm a monster. 
She's like, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, go Google it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my yeah. God. You know, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah the butterfly ECU is terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> the wings the wings get all the play, but, but no. ECU yeah. butterfly, bad news. Oh, man. Well, you know, and it's such a cool thing, and, and I think it's, it's – I don't know, maybe it's because I'm on this gardening kick. It's my latest hobby is this organic gardening that I'm trying to do. And, uh, but man, I just really like this film. You know? <laughs> I'm really, into, I'm really in, in, in sync with not using pesticides and trying to have nature work with me on things, you know. And when I watched this, when we watched this, I, I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> The dump battery acid in the earth. That's all I'm saying. Come back <laughs> mean. Um, yeah. You know. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light.
Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Uh, anyhow, uh, this is a fantastic film. This is being released October 15th. So we have a couple weeks, folks. A couple, about a month out, really. Um, but that will go by quick. Believe me, this time of year, starting now, goes by at light speed. Um, it always, it, it seems like to me. Um, this is a quick film for you, Miles, uh, in, in, in getting it knocked out, you know? I mean, really? Less than a year, right? Yeah, it's... Um it's really, it was kind of a whirlwind experience. Um, and I don't know how that happened exactly. We were just committed or foolhardy or a little of both and, um, to get it done and, and, and out there. And we wanted to, um, it was really important to us to get some kind of theatrical distribution for this film because we shot on anamorphic lenses a lot has a lot of mm. really beautiful vistas and um, the the woods location that we shot and just really it's really some just some glorious shots of the of the natural landscape and really was hoping that it would be seen on the big screen when when in a safe way of course um, right and and then and then when Gravitas uh, made their offer and that offer included. Uh, at least theatrical distribution in select cities, I was absolutely ecstatic. And um, so it will be released in in select theaters and on demand on October 15th. Um, and, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to have a sort of the, you know, a, a Marvel-style release, um, but it, it will be in a lot of big cities. And so I encourage your listening audience to get out there if you feel safe doing so. Yeah. Uh, watch this film on the big screen if you can. Absolutely, and if if you're like so many people, haven't seen a movie in a year and a half, what a great what? movie to start with. You know, this is yeah. it's fantastic. I kind of played a little trick on my wife with this film. I did not tell her. No, I knew. I think from the the, uh, the press kit I got or whatever or something somehow. I, maybe it was just following you on Facebook. I knew where you guys were doing a lot of filming on this. I did not tell her this before she watched it. And she asked me, she goes, man, this is beautiful. Where, where is this at? I'm like, well, Black Forest, Germany, man. And um, <laughs> she bought it. She bought it. Yeah. So yeah. that's one. <laughs> that's one. Well, um, and, you and know, she's, I, we, she's no slouch, you know. We did a fair amount of it. research. And the, 
that that means so much to me because I know you guys watch a lot of stuff and and you know you mm-hmm. you you're you're dialed in right culturally and in terms of um, entertainment and um, we did a lot of research on what the Black Forest looks like and and uh, believe it or not what the Black Forest has in in buckets is evergreen lots of evergreen mm-hmm. pines and spruce and and so does Mississippi so. Um, we just got very lucky, man. It worked. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, and it just goes to show that's the whole reason they say movie magic. You know, I mean, that's um, you know, Captain Kirk was not on a different planet in every episode. I want to let people know. <laughs> um, right. I, you know, but I don't know everything, honestly, Miles. I just read. I just found out where the Bat Cave. You know, from the old Batman show, TV show. In yeah. Los Angeles, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm like, they wow. had to go to, like, Oregon and film that or something. No? Nope. Down the road. Um, in L.A. We found it in a canyon Amazing. somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here we go. We got a cave. Yeah. I, I imagine every cave scene every in every old movie was uh, <laughs> probably a lot of Western in, in a cave, you know? Yeah, in L.A., right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you only got to go three blocks, right? Um, oh man, yeah. So it's uh, this is a fantastic film, folks. And I don't want you to you can um, you can set reminders on this and everything. I believe on IMDb, uh, which we have a link to. Um, but also, never fret, never fret. When this drops on the fifteenth, I'll be blasting this out everywhere um, on all my social media and blogs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and and you know, we'll probably have Miles back on again. Um, this is an amazing, this is a very cool film, and I want you all to watch it. Um, and it's October. You know, this is the season, baby. This is the season where, you know, where things like this happen and go bump in the night. You know, good stuff. Yeah, that's the other thing, Jamie. We, the, we, we, uh, we wanted a, a, an October release for this thing, and, and we, in our negotiations with distributors, some of them wanted to do January, and I was like, "No, this has got to be right. an October release." I mean, this has got to be oh, yeah. this has got to be Halloween season, and um, you know, have it with a little, uh, you know, cocoa with some rum in it, and you know, bundled up by the fire, and watch our movie on the biggest screen you can, you know. So um, I'm really pleased <laughs> that we got the October release. Hey, let me ask you. I was curious about. I was thinking about this the other day. I was working on a, a painting of mine, and, and I was—I don't know—you were in my head, uh, in my thoughts when I was uh, working. And um, you know, your mind wanders when you're working and stuff. But I, I was wondering. I'm like, man, I wonder who I know has the coolest Halloween house. Like, because I know a lot of twisted people. Um, not that you guys are twisted, uh, but you guys are just really <laughs> cool. And you have all those costumes from movies, and you have this house, and. and I don't think it's a secret to tell you guys live in, in the Big Easy uh, that yep. area and whatnot. Um, do you guys you know? But then I was thinking, uh, you know, the thought continued, and I'm like, they don't stay home and decorate the house. They're out and about, you know, pre-COVID thinking and whatnot still. And um, I was curious, what do you, you and Lindsay, do you guys pass out candy or are you guys out on the town usually? Um, I mean – Lindsay and I are are kind of homebodies. 
Really? Actually, we we're, we're, we're really into sort of nesting and being at home. I mean, we love to go out to eat, and obviously the pandemic threw a wrench in that. Of course, we're after having been fully vaccinated and and all, and, right. and now in New Orleans we have. Yeah, you guys were one of the first people I knew. Yeah, we, we uh, and in New in New Orleans there are, you have to present a vaccine card or a negative COVID test mm-hmm. to go in a restaurant. That made us feel a lot better to start going out to eat again and. And we're ticket holders, so you would be at the Saints games, um, where you also have to present a vaccine card or a negative test. But anyway, what we really love to do is just be in our house with our dogs and cooking at home and watching something on on television. And um, but we do keep a lot of the props uh, from our films, and so uh, we there are you know a lot of skulls and. And various uh, accoutrements hanging from our walls. Phone you know. clubs and uh, yeah, um, statuary. You know, um, nice. we have uh, nice. one of our little. Uh, I- I'm in our foyer now. We have the mask that Sebastian wore uh, at the beginning mm. of the party hanging on our wall. We have a a deer skull from Hallowed Ground. Um, a little altarpiece. <laughs> Um, that we used in dinner party. And so, you know, we keep all stuff like that. And and then we have what we call in our dining room, uh, what we call our wall of God, uh, which includes uh, Buddha and Jesus and the Virgin Mary and Shiva and uh, Wonder Woman nice. and uh, Aphrodite and, of course, uh, Drew Brees. Um, and all t- so, so our, our, our house is a little Halloweeny all year round. I gotcha. I was gotcha. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Oh my gosh! I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor, and you know, as they say in the South, something I've learned since moving here. You know, bless your heart. Um, in our backyard, my wife wanted a Buddha statue, so you know, we got a Buddha statue back there, and uh, my neighbor, elderly lady. She's like, well, who is that? What is that statue of back there? I'm like, don't worry about it. Uh, Mildred, her name isn't Mildred, but I'm just saying, I don't want to say her real name on the air. But uh, I said, don't worry about it. That's the Chinese Jesus. It's all good. <laughs> and she was happy with that and went on with her yard gardening. There you go. Um, yeah, she would love you for you there. <laughs> oh, yeah. My God. I have a statue oh, of the Buddha. This is this is this is truth. I have a statue of the Buddha that I got on Melrose, this wonderful um, store on Melrose in LA many many years ago. It's this wooden carved statue of the Buddha, and it has um, it's it's painted. The, the skin is kind of this grayish color, but the eyes are painted in, and it's, the headdress and the robes are painted gold, and it has these little uh, gemstones that are placed all around. It's really beautiful, but. Um, during Hurricane Katrina, I was living in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina, and uh, the Buddha has always sat there in my, like, in my foyer, which it did at the time. Mm. Was, you know, oh, well, when was Katrina now? Oh, 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 five? Um, yeah, something yeah, like that. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so I left it there sitting on the floor when I evacuated for Katrina, and... Um, when I came back, like two months later, and there had been four or five feet of water in the house, um, mm. 
and and I walked in. The place smelled like absolute death. You know, I had books that were destroyed, and there was markings of mold on the walls. And but somehow, Man. the Buddha had miraculously like floated up, and was just just perched perfectly on a table that was above the water line. There you go. Wow. And I was like, I'm like. <laughs> What? And like, and like it was, it was, it was undamaged. Like, like there was no mold on the Buddha. There was no water damage on the Buddha. And this was a wooden, wooden statue, right? I mean, if it sat in water, I mean, it's gonna right rot and stuff. Um, and I was like, hmm. And so, you know, obviously, in my logical mind, I was like, well, the water carried the Buddha statue up, and it just happened to land on that table, and blah blah blah. But then I also Which thought, great. <laughs> but, I That's a lot. but yeah. Hmm. So anyway, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily uh, consider myself a particular religious uh, adherent to a particular uh, religion, but I, I do. I am a student of religion, and I, I very much believe in matters uh, spiritual, and um, so spirituality oh, yeah. is something that I sort of try to keep in my sphere because, uh, you know, those energies, they, and, and when they manifest themselves, um, really powerful things can happen. So, um, so I'm a big fan of the Buddha and, Absolutely. and, 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 and Jesus Absolutely. and, and all those, all those movement founders who contributed something really positive to humanity, despite the fact that many of their followers screwed it up. Right. As is usually the case, you know. Um, it's very, very true. Well, just look at European football. Um, anyhow, I'm going to get emails for that. Whoa. Whoa. Um, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's crazy. And it's, you know, it's weird when you see stuff like that in life because you're like, okay, yeah, like you said, you, you can kind of piece it together. You're like, logically, this but once you get to like the 14th logical thing in a row that had to happen for that result, you're like, I don't know if that many things can go right. You know, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Usually not the norm. Usually not the norm. Well, it's very, very cool. Well, you know, and it's, um, yeah, how long have you, no, you grew up in Mississippi and then you, um, I know you lived around the world and everything. And then you wound up that you, you, you moved to New Orleans. How long have you been in New Orleans? Well, I've been, I, I, uh, we've been back in New Orleans, bought a house in New Orleans a little over two years ago, I guess now. Um, I, we had lived in Mississippi. We were back living in Mississippi for, I guess about seven ish years. Um, I had been in New Orleans to get my PhD at Tulane. So lived in New Orleans through that whole experience. And that's when I was here for Katrina. Um, Mm. But we were always always looking – while we were in Mississippi, we were always looking for an excuse to get back. And then I got offered this job uh, teaching film courses at Loyola University in New Orleans, which is what I'm doing now. Um, and we jumped on it and said, let's, let's get back to our favorite city in the world, the, you know, the, the most beautiful and complicated city in the world, the city of New Orleans. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I lived there for six months when I first got out of college. And um, I wanted something completely – I went to school in Boston – I wanted something completely, completely different. And I had a, uh, a family friend who was a writer, 
an author, and, and she had a guest room, and I wound up staying with her for six months. Working catering, wearing black and whites, and carrying trays <laughs> made a lot of money in New Orleans. I can't complain, but it was a it was an experience. The funny thing is, people always ask me when I tell them because you know New Orleans has a reputation. Uh, they're like, "Oh, did, did you party a lot?" I said, "For the first week, yes, very hard, and then after that week, not at all. <laughs> I had added out of my system. <laughs> you just yeah." You can't with the heat and trying to get things done, and no, it's uh, but it is fun, fun town. It is a great town. Met- it's metal. A great. The food, the food is great. The people are great. The architecture is great. Oh, um, the uh, the you know the sewage and water board and the, the you know the utility companies have their share of problems, but um, you you live with it. It's it's it just. Was. It really is. It's like living in a Mediterranean city, and that's part of why I love it. I mean, it reminds me of Rome mm. or, or Athens, and you know, it's kind of it's kind of dirty as hell and kind of smells, but you kind of get used to you, you kind of get used to the smell, except it almost becomes part of the city's charm. You know, um, <laughs> Paris and in the hard, summer. I mean, you can't. Like you can't. <laughs> you can't find. Uh, you certainly can't find a more resilient people uh, than. Than right. the people of here in, in the city of New Orleans and South in nice. South Louisiana. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, nice you people in, who in live Louisiana. here, you've got you got to want to be here. You got to love this place. And it, and right. and you can feel that energy. You can feel the power of that love and that commitment to this place. Um, and you see it borne out in, in just in, certainly when you have a disaster like we recently had with Ida and the the community coming together and neighbors helping neighbors and people who don't know each other helping each other and um i mean the saints getting involved and you know james winston and alvin Kamara, oh, yeah. and people giving of their time and their money and um there's just this there's this camaraderie this esprit de corps about the city of new orleans that you just don't you don't see many places in this country in this country i mean you see mm. it you see it in, in parts of europe and the mediterranean uh, where i've traveled and, and stayed but it's a special, special place. It's fraught with peril, and and it and it has, like I say, has certainly has its share of problems. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, yeah, at least on a permanent basis. Um, I, you know, I want to live and live and die in the city of New Orleans. No, oh, absolutely, it's a great town. I was, you know, during Ida, I was worried about you and the missus and all the pups. I know you guys have a a, a, a pack of pups. Um, no. five, five. Yes. Five, five. I was worried. We, we loaded up our five pups, okay. and, and and uh, we loaded up our five pups and headed to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where we were able to stay with my parents. So, I uh, we were very fortunate, grateful that my parents took us and our brood in. Um, and yeah, we were there for two weeks. We didn't have power here at our house for for oh, two weeks. Wow. Um, That's fact, hard in the, cable, the south too. The the cable still spotty. You know, it's a, the last I checked, oh, we man. didn't have cable. I had to double check to make sure oh, this wasn't a Zoom call because I was like, "Oh man, internet." <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It happens. Cox Communications—that's the other one. Cox Communications. Get your shit together, Cox. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's it's it, AT and T here is no better. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. <laughs> I just went out for like a week, 
and they sent us all new routers, all the new. I mean, because we have a lot of uh, pretty heavy duty connection with the show and everything here, and uh, you know, spent a lot of money with that. And it turns out it wasn't our equipment at all. It was their equipment out by the highway. <laughs> but it took them a week to figure that out. Uh, but I did notice, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I will say this about uh, AT&T, we didn't get charged that week. So our bill was uh, Well, and, and, and I have less. to give Cox credit. They are, they are providing uh, credit uh, for the time that the service was down. And, you know, I sound like – I probably sound like a huge crybaby. Look, I mean, the River Parishes, Lafouche Parish, Terrebonne, and other places took a much harder hit than the city of New Orleans did. And, I mean, they, some of those places were just annihilated. People didn't have homes to go back to that, that were inhabitable. Mm. And so, you know, I hate, to, I hate to, you know, be whining. I have a roof over my head and air conditioning and only very minor exterior damage to my house. So if I have to, you know, live with – body cable for a little bit it's not that huge a sacrifice but you get used to it you know i mean that's the that's the no thing. yeah you become dependent oh, yeah. on it and and you know we were teaching classes via zoom uh at loyola last mm. week still have a lot of kids that are not back in town and i'm then doing interviews for the movie and the cable's coming in and out right. and you know you're, you're, you're kind of doing this tap dance you know can we make it work? Let me see if I can get it. Let me see if I can make it work on my phone. You know, it's, oh um, yeah, and it's, oh yeah, it just wears you down. You know, and I, and and I'm sure I'm not I'm not the only person that feels this way after, you know, it's been a couple years now of, um, you know, COVID and hurricanes and just hit after hit. You know, it just keeps coming. <laughs> Every day it's something. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, when I heard about the. You know, gee, I'm like anybody. You know, I look at what's trending on Twitter and everything. You know, when I when I heard about the Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, I'm like, oh, we got to worry about this now. <laughs> right. Oh, sounds yeah. like the packs there. The yeah, look, look, must we must we must we must be getting a delivery or some mail or something. Yeah. <laughs> they love. They I love am to glad my dog is the only one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My my pet yeah, literally she, uh, flings himself at the door when the mail comes. But, or the UPS person or FedEx, like just takes his shoulder and goes, wow, bam. I'm telling I, you. I don't know. I'm telling you. Mine was going crazy earlier, and I looked out the window, and I saw it was a FedEx, and then I realized it was her big box of dog food from Chewy. I'm like, oh, she's doubly excited. Yeah. Get that in here, and you get out of here. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like they're doing their job. That's what they're supposed to do, you know? That's right. You're supposed is, uh, to alert. You know. You're right. No, nobody's yeah, breaking in this know. house. No. <laughs> I mean, they I might break in, but we're going to know they're coming. We're going to know they're coming, at least. <laughs> It'll be a heck of a mess to clean up. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> crazy, folks. I know we got a little far afield, but the, the new movie is coming out in a couple weeks, about a month here. Um, just under a month, actually. Uh, Demi God. You're going to want to watch this. It's a fantastic film. I'm telling you, every film Miles does is, is great. You, you should definitely have a Miles Doliak uh, Film Festival night. You can see all his stuff around and whatnot. Hollowed Ground, fantastic film. Fantastic film. Um, the Hollow, another great one. Dinner Party we talked about. Miles are just really, really good. Let me ask you this. Did you have the idea for Demi God prior to 
you know, you decided to make this. Was this one of those one stories that kind of been sitting on the shelf for a minute, or did this all just kind of happen right then and there? So this was this was built on a script that was um, that my co-writer Michael Donovan Horn um, shared with me as we were uh, wrapping up dinner party, sort of start mm. thinking about could this be our next project. And it was at that time more squarely sort of a wild hunt narrative. And of course, as I'm mm-hmm. wanting to do, I wanted to sort of per- per- pursue the the religious mythology a little bit further and push it. Uh, and uh, and so we added this the Carnunos figure and his cult. Um, and uh, and, you know, made some tweaks, and, and Mike and I continued to work on it together and get it to a place we really felt good about. Um, and really pushing one of my big concerns in my films is, is family and how freaking mm-hmm. complicated family is um, and ideas of lineage and generational trauma and, you know, what it means to be a dutiful daughter or son or a granddaughter or a grandson and, um sort of weight of expectations that are, are placed on, on children oftentimes without them even knowing. Um, mm. So there's a lot of that kind of, there's a lot of that kind of uh, exploration in this film. I, you know, I like to try to make films that are entertaining and, and that are going to appeal to genre uh, folks, but that at the same time, maybe probe a little deeper and get people thinking about preconceived notions and, 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 you know, why, why they feel, I think the way they do a little bit, and, and maybe maybe comfort some people who are a little uh, who are disturbed or, or or have experiences of their own that they can relate to in, in the characters. Um, so so yeah, it was an, it was a, the the frame of it was there um, shortly after dinner party. I think I read the the, the script for the first time, um, and then we just kept tweaking on it. And my second film, working with Mike Horn and Mike's, um, you know, Mike has really been, you know, the story guy uh, on these last couple. I mean, he's 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 created the blueprint, and then, you know, he's, he's he put the bones in front of me, and then I help put the flesh on the bones, you know. Um, so it's been it's been fun working with him. Awesome. I've never worked with a co with a co writer um, on a feature before. Linz and I wrote a short script together called Two Birds. Uh, but I'd never uh, before dinner party worked with a co-writer on a feature and loved it so much uh, that I just kept that uh, we, we did it a second time. And um, Lens and I just wrote a, a feature script together. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool being able to have somebody that, you know, that teammate that you can bounce ideas off of who, who's going to tell you, Hey, yeah, I don't love that. Or what about this? And you can sort of brainstorm <laughs> and get that creative collab going, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, I I hear you, man. I hear you. I I try out bits and stuff all the time on Danny, and she's like, put it in the trash. That one's terrible. It's not even funny. You had to reach real far for that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, tough crowd. Um, yeah. But it's oh, great when it works. Lindsay's, like, oh, that's, that's Lindsay's a tougher critic than Mike Horn, so yeah, I get it. Lindsay's, Lindsay's <laughs> my toughest critic. So I get it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I can't wait till um, it's out and everybody's because I know this is going to be a big hit and um, people are going to dig this. They're going to dig it a lot. Um, it's just a very cool, cool, indifferent story. 
I'm at that age now where I like different stuff, you know, where, where it's not just the same old thing. And um, not all your films are like that, though, you know? It's it's a new twist on things. I, I like that. Um, you know, it excites me. That means very, a lot. Very, very yeah. good Thank stuff. you, Jamie. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I want everybody to definitely check out. We have a link up to the IMDb page um, uh, for Demi God. Go check that out and whatnot. And as always, when this, uh, I will be blasting this out when it does drop and whatnot. Um, there will, I imagine, and I'll be blasting this information out too. I am sure a week or so before it drops, you can pre-order it. So I'll be blasting out that info uh, as soon as I get it. You can already pre-order it. And you can already pre-order on oh, iTunes, can. Jamie. Already, you can do it now well, on there iTunes. There you go. Yep. Well, there we go. Get folks. it while it's There hot. we go. That's right. That's right. And what a perfect. Way, what a great Halloween gift, you know, for your significant other. What a perfect way to say I love you than a horror movie about a Celtic cult and, and their demigod. Uh, you know, you'll stand out in the mind is all I'm saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. That's <laughs> cool. Uh, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, Miles, you know this. I tell you this all the time anyway, but keep doing what you're doing. You're super good at it, and, you know, it's awesome. It is awesome to see your, your fantastic work. Thank you, my friend. I certainly will. I don't have any choice in the matter. I'll just, I'm just going to keep pushing and <laughs> keep creating, and, and I appreciate people watching and, and supporting what we do. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, we will be back on uh, Monday. We've got a whole bunch of shows next week uh, that we're doing. Um, we've got uh, some movies that we're uh, doing and some music guests coming this week. Everything's always, you can see usually the month ahead on my website. Uh, we try to keep it about a month out, um, jamierocks.us, you know, like United States, but just the U and the S. Um, but jamierocks.us, and just click on or poprocksradio.com. It'll get you there even quicker. And uh, you can get what's coming up and whatnot. And you can also access, uh, this is episode, I don't know, uh, 1,154. So we have that many shows in archive. That's a lot. Um, you can always hear me talk to somebody cool if you everything on TV that night. Very, very cool. Folks, we will see you next time. Thank you, Miles, for taking time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. My pleasure, Jamie. Till next time. Until next time, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.